So let's pray and we'll get right into the Word of God. Father, we thank you for your Word tonight. We thank you that it's alive, that it's filled with power. Thank you for the greater one who indwells us. We give you glory. We give you honor for it. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Amen. So we're we're looking at our second installment of Armor Part 2. Look with me at Luke chapter 11. And uh, I want you to notice with me in verse 21, Luke the 11th chapter and the 21st verse. It says, when the strong man, fully armed from his courtyard, guards his own dwelling, his belongings are undisturbed, his property is at peace, and it is secure. Now, I like specifically what the New King James Version says here. It says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. Now, very uh, important that you see this, that this man must be fully armed. And this man who guards his own palace, not only is fully armed and fully armored and fully protected, but also he's strong. And this man that we're looking at tonight, this man is armed and he is in position. And so as a result of being armed and in position... His life is secure. His very uh, goods are secure. The enemy cannot come in and plunder and rob and steal and destroy what belongs to this man because he's got his armor on. And his armor puts him then in a position of strength. Okay, so his his goods then are not vulnerable. How many of you know that the enemy walks about as a roaring lion? And he wants to rob and steal and destroy. The scripture says he seeks whom he may devour. Now the enemy does not play fair and he is serious. And so therefore... If a man is fully armored and his goods are secure, I wonder then if the opposite could be true. What if there is no armor on? What if there is weakness? And what if there is not a posture of protection? Well, then that person then becomes open prey to the enemy. I want to encourage all of you to live strong And to live fully armored. Fully armored. And that's what we're talking to you about is the armor of God. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, notice with me in verse uh, 10. Now how many of you know that there is a battle? Do you recognize and understand that a lot of Christians don't believe in the devil? I mean, a lot of religious people don't even believe in the existence of the devil. And so therefore, they're deceived right up front. So as a result of their deception, then they are defeated in life. Okay, Some really aren't even aware that there is a spiritual battle, that there's spiritual warfare all around us. Some are not even even aware of it. They're kind of like the tourists that just came into town. You know, with, with uh, the, the funky looking shirt on and sunglasses and the Speedo on. And, you know, they're just kind of, you know, they're looking for the beach, you know. And, and they're just absolutely clueless. Some are, some are not even aware of the battle. Yeah. 
On the other hand, some of them are keenly aware of the warfare that they face. Now, looking at the congregation tonight, and maybe not so much tonight, but especially on a Sunday morning, I can see, I can feel, and I can sense those that are battle-fatigued. Those that are battle-weary. Some people are just flat shell-shocked. And as a result of this raging battle that we are in on a daily basis, there are and there have been some casualties. And that's what the church is about. The church is about people repair. The church is about lifting up the hurting. The church is about healing the hurting. But the church is also about maturing the believer. And part of maturing the believer is getting enough word into the believers that are in the church so that they can stand up with their full armor God on and be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You see, it is the word of the living God that stands between me and you and annihilation. And I'm so thankful we've got His word. I'm so thankful that he literally, he upholds all things by the word of his power. So as your pastor, I want to encourage you to step up. And I also want you to know that you are able to stand because the full armor of God, as we talked about last week, gives you the ability to stand up against all the strategies, against all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. How many of you know that without him, we'd be in big trouble? Without his help, guess what? We lose. But on the other hand, we are not without him. Thank God greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And he has placed on the inside of us world overcoming, faith defeating faith. Amen. And so, plug in then and connect with your helper. He is my helper. He is your helper. Say that with me. He is my helper. He is... My strengthener. You are my standby. You are my intercessor. You live on the inside of me. All the help that you will ever need in this life is on the inside of you. All the counsel I'll ever need to make big decisions in life, to make little decisions in life is living on the inside of me. Counsel. We could say it this way. Help is on the inside. And a man of understanding, a man or woman who draws from this help is a wise person. So then we don't want them to be ignoring our heavenly helper. Now the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, of course it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. How many of you know your understanding will fool you and trick you? But in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Now, when you acknowledge Him, you're confessing Him. So it's important that you begin to say regularly, the Helper lives on the inside of me. I'm not afraid, neither am I dismayed. He upholds me in difficult times. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you would. 
And notice with me in verse 7. Everyone say, thank God for the Spirit of God and for the Word of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says, Who goes a warfare at any time at his own charges? Who goes out to battle for the United States of America in his own armor or in his own might or in his own strength? I'll guarantee you, when that team went in to take out Osama bin Laden, they went with everything they needed and more. They were equipped for the journey. They were equipped to do what needed to be done once they got inside of that compound. Not only that, but they were trained to the hilt for such a time as that. Amen? The United States government then trains, equips, and arms its Marines. Its Navy. Its Army. Don't you think that our commander-in-chief would do the same thing and even more? See, whether you realize it tonight or not, you're in training. I'm in training. And he has equipped you and I with power from on high. He has given us the whole armor of God with the ability that he has provided for us to be able to stand up and to do exploits in the mighty name of Jesus. That's an awesome thing, guys. And so, who does that? I mean, who goes out to battle at his own expense? No, God's given me and God's given us freely everything that we'll ever need. Say it with me. God's given me and God's given you everything that I'll ever need. Now, look at Ephesians 6.10. I'm going to look at it in the Amplified. Amplified says, in conclusion, brothers, sisters, be empowered through your union with him. We talked about that last week. Maintaining the union. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. And then he goes on into, put on the armor of God of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand against all the strategies and the deceits of the enemy. I love that. You know, in Christ Jesus, we're more than conquerors. Now thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This armor that he has provided for you in your daily walk, in this battle, in this warfare, will cause you to succeed, to triumph, and to win every battle you face. Glory to God that you may be able to successfully stand up against all of his strategies. The word for us tonight is be strong. Look at your neighbor about 30 yards from you and yell at him and say, be strong. strong. Say it again. Look around again. Say, be strong. Be strong. Strength for your journey. Philippians 4.13, I'm going to lead you in this confession. Say it with me. I have strength. 
for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready. I am ready. I was born ready. I was born again ready. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Now say this real strong. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Look it over at Proverbs chapter 18, starting verse 31. I want you to pull it up in the message translation. You got nothing to be afraid of. You got nothing to fear. When you got the whole armor of God on, devil doesn't know whether it's you or God on the inside of it. And he ain't going to stick around to find out. Amen. Through the armor of God, the devil runs, the devil flees. Look at this. This is a victory set of scriptures. Message translation, um, uh, Psalms 18. Psalms 18. And uh, verses 31 through 42. I think I might have said Proverbs. Yeah. All right. I meant to say Psalms. The book of Psalms 18, verse 31. Okay, I'm just going to read from my notes and you guys follow along with me. Is there any God like God? Are we not at bedrock? Is not this the God who has armed us? Then aimed us in the right direction? Oh, glory to God. I'm always in the right place at the right time. I've got such tremendous favor up on my life that I'm armed with the armor of God and I am heading in the right direction every day of my life. Now I run like a deer. I'm king of the mountain. He shows me how to fight. I can bend a bronze bow. You protect my salvation armor. You hold me up with a firm hand. Caress me with your gentle ways. You cleared the ground under me so my footing was firm. When I chased my enemies, I caught them. Thank God. I didn't let go till they were dead men. I nailed their hide. I nailed them and they were down for good. And then I walked all over them. You armed me well for this fight. Say that real strongly. He has armed me well for this fight. So it says, you have armed me well for this fight. You smashed the upstarts. You made my enemies turn tail. And I wiped out the haters. They cried, uncle. But uncle didn't come. They yelled for God and got no for an answer. I ground them to dust. And they gusted in the wind. Whoo, glory to God. I threw them out like garbage in the gutter. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 
That's who we are. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be tucking tail, running from the devil, talking about everything he's done and all that he's going to do. No, let's talk about victory. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about health. Let's talk about being rich. Let's talk about being strong in him. All right. Ephesians 6 verse 14. So we looked at verse 12 and and, and 13 sort of in depth last week. And uh, we talked about the different ranks of demonic forces. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against all these other stupid powers that are already whipped and defeated. And they're under our feet. We don't have to be terrorized by the devil. He's just a stupid terrorist. And all he's got is the arsenal of fear. But you can stand up free from fear. I'm going to get you to confess the word tonight. Some of you look like you might need a little little dose. Something's happening up in here. Somebody needs a little help. I can see it on your face. Say it with me. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. My mind is sound. I'm not afraid. That's good news, isn't it? So, the devil's under your feet. Wicked spirits in high places, all those strongholds of the enemy, the biggest stronghold you'll ever face is in between your ears. God's given you the weapons of your warfare that aren't carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, not part of the armor, That you may be able, there's that ability to to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. So be strong and stand. Be strong and stand. That's the theme of this Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Be strong and stand. Be fully armed. So that when the enemy comes to your palace or to the garden of your life, you'll be absolutely able to run him off. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to look at every piece of this armor piece by piece and we're only going to look at one piece tonight we're not really going to preach all night but uh, tonight we're going to look at at part a of ephesians 6 verse 14 he says here stand therefore having your loins gird about with truth everyone say my loins gird about with truth now paul was in prison when he wrote this okay He was in the custody of Roman soldiers. And so it was very easy for Paul to to look at the equipment of his guards and then begin to then in type look at, okay, you know what? That's the believer. That that is how the believer should be armed. And so then the the different parts of this armor, everyone say armor. Armor. What this armor does is it, it really symbolizes our spiritual stance. It symbolizes the kind of attitude, the kind of posture of victory that a believer must maintain. So then in wearing this armor, the believer is protected and he is unhampered in his or her ministry and in his or her authority that's been given to them on earth. Amen? And so... What we need then to busy ourselves with, not be worried about or concerned with, but what we need to busy ourselves with is understanding 
the armor that he has given us and making sure that we keep it well secured on our lives. Amen? This armor is not something, you know, like clothes you take off before you go to bed. This is spiritual armor that is to be kept on at all times. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, he said in the Amplified in Ephesians 6.14, he says, Stand therefore and hold your ground. Hold your ground. What does that mean, hold your ground? That means that something is trying to take your ground. Okay? Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Hold your ground for your body. Hold fast to the Word of God. Hold your ground for your finances. Hold your ground for your babies. Amen? Now notice he says, stand therefore and hold your ground. Having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. Now notice with me the words, standing therefore. The word stand there literally means to to stand upright. It's not, you know, like this, you know, being a spiritual slouch, you know, que Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be, you know, walking through life saying, it's all good. You know, it is what it is. No, it ain't is what it is because I got the word to change what is. And I'm not going to walk around saying it's all good when it's not all good. God is all good. His word is all good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. (laughs) Well, it is what it is. Yeah. That's just, that's just the, that's the talk of a spiritual lazy person. Well, there ain't nothing I can do about it. Who's told you that? You don't have to lay down. You can stand up. (laughs) And that, again, of course, is the picture here that God wants us to get out of the armor of God. Standing upright. It's the picture of a Roman soldier that is standing upright with his head up, his shoulders thrown back. You know, it's the picture of a, like a, a spiritual Donnie Moore without the hair, you know. Like a spiritual Donnie Moore. I mean, a strong, strong person standing upright, standing on guard, standing at attention, being alert, awake in the last of the last hours. Dressed for success. Glory to God. Amen. And so then when when we have put on the full armor of God, we have every reason to stand upright and be confident. You know, I'm looking at people of various sizes tonight, and I'm not messing with any of you. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at, at, at people that are short, people that are tall, people that are mid-sized, okay? You can be 110 pounds in the natural, but that has nothing to do with the spiritual part of your life. You may never have lifted a weight in your life or run a mile in your life. That's got nothing to do with your spirit man. 
Your spirit man can be so supercharged and so strong with that armor of God on man that you are absolutely feared by the regions of the damned. We're not talking about a fleshly thing here. The strong spirit of a man will sustain him or her in their infirmity. When the crisis of life come to a man or a woman that is fully clothed and dressed for success, the crisis will not be able to bring them down. So it's not by your own might. It's not by your own power, is it? But it is by the strength and the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. So when a Roman soldier, this when he would have like a, a beautiful breastplate of brass on, I mean, who would, you know, who would really even think to look at his belt? You know, if you were to, if we were to describe a, a man's clothing, for example, uh, came in here with a beautiful Armani three-piece suit, with a, a beautiful tie with Egyptian cotton, and a beautiful tie that matched the pants and and just spotless shoes and and beautiful watch and wonderful cufflinks you wouldn't start out by describing their belt you'd probably start out by describing the jacket wouldn't you and then maybe the shirt or the tie or maybe even the shoes. But you wouldn't begin with the person's belt. I mean, who looks at a belt? And so the belt seems so insignificant. It seems like a, a little thing until you take it off. And then you might be walking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on them ground. I work out at a club in South Fremont called Club Sport, and there's a lot of stores nearby, and, you know, I forgot my belt. But I had to go to Target. And, man, I was sagging. And I met Brenda, and I says, come on, Brenda, let's go. i got to get home. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Christians, believe it or not, their loins are not girt about with the truth of God's word. And as a result, they're spiritual saggers. You, believe me, how many of you guys have ever forgotten your belt before? All right. You will discover how important that belt really is. I mean, just take it off sometime and you might lose your pants. And guess what? When you lose your pants, your shirt comes untucked. And when your shirt comes untucked, you look like a mess. And spiritually, there's a lot of messes in the body of Christ. Because they haven't taken the time. To put this armor on. Okay? Are you still with me? And so then, 
our lives, including mine, I'm no better than you. I face the same battles you do. So our lives can fall apart when we don't have our belt on. Okay? You can walk around trying to pull your pants up all you want. But one thing about it is you don't feel real confident, do you? And you for sure don't want to make any fast moves. (laughs) I don't know how many times I've looked at those saggers, you know, on Asperian or whatever. I'm thinking, my Lord Jesus, I don't want to see your red underwear. And here I was out at Target going like this. Angelo works out there. I was hoping Angelo wasn't working that day. Because he'd have thought, man, Pastor, what have you been doing? So this is what the picture is. a picture of the loin belt for the Roman soldier. What it did and what it does is it literally, now listen, it holds all, not just some, but all of the other pieces of the armor together. Though he would be wearing all of his great weaponry, if his loin belt was not in place, everything else would fall apart. Everything else. The breastplate of righteousness. The shield would sag. Wouldn't be able to wield that sword. Everything would fall apart. It was said that the loin belt was the most vital part of the weaponry that the Roman soldier would wear. For example, now, I'm reading this from Rick Renner's book. Listen to this. He said, for example, his shield was attached to his loin belt. And if the Roman soldier had no loin belt, then there was no resting place for his massive shield. If he had no loin belt, he had no place to hang his sword. If there was no loin belt, there was nothing for his lance to rest upon. If he didn't have a loin belt, then there was nothing to keep his breastplate from flapping in the wind. The loin belt is the word of God. We are to girt our loins with the truth. And Jesus said, thy word is truth. Amen. Amen. So though the Bible says, everyone say, stand therefore. therefore. Having your loins girt about with truth. You know what? Just, Just lay your Bible aside for a while. And at time, you begin to sense a loss of righteousness with God. Lay this loin belt aside for a period of time and, and you'll slowly begin to lose your peace. Come on, is, it, is this true? I mean, you get out of the word, man, peace goes south. Lay the loin belt of truth down and I'll tell you what else. You'll begin to feel depressed and the joy of your salvation will begin to wane. Listen. If we toss the loin belt of truth out of our life, here's what happens. We will quickly begin to lose our ability to believe and to walk in the truth. It's vital. Just think about all the scriptures that the word of God says concerning the word of God. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word 
abides or lives in you. You'll ask what you will and it'll be done unto you. Hebrews 1, 3 says like this. He says that I am upholding, I am propelling the entire universe. Think about it. I'm upholding this whole universe by the word of my power. By the word of God, the sun, the moon, the stars, the Milky Way, it's all held together. He's upholding everything by his word. And if he can uphold the sun, moon, and the stars, he can take care of me. And he can take care of you. And he can see to it that if you need a new pancreas, you get a new one. That if you need money to pay your bills, you can get money to pay your bills. He is an upholder. But the way he upholds us is through the power of his word or the word of his power. So you know what? Since 1975, I've been in the Word. And since 1975, the Word has been in me. Since 1975, I'm endeavoring to let the Word of Christ dwell in me richly. Because I know that whatever I face, all I've got to do is look in the Bible. And the Bible has the answer for me. Amen. And when you do these things that I'm encouraging you to do, this word will get down on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance what the word says. So when Satan comes with his pressure and tries to shove you and to push you, out comes the word. Well, you're sick today. By his stripes, I'm healed. Not going to be able to make your payment this month. My God supplies all my need. According to his riches in glory. by Christ. You want some of me, boy? Come on. I'm telling you, it's on. It is on. The spiritual battle, it is on. Whether you realize it or not, it's on. And you can't back down. So anyway... As you can tell, I'm somewhat fired up tonight. He's upholding me. I tell you what, he's upheld me for, for many, many years by the word of his power. And you know something? His grip don't slip. Say it with me real strong. God, through the power of his word, through the word of his power, and by the presence of the Holy Spirit, he's upholding me. He's protecting my family. He's protecting my kids. When I drive in my automobile, I'm bumper to bumper, fender to fender, protected. He's given his angels. He's given his angels charge over me. And they keep me in all my ways. In my path, whoa, shekaba. In my pathway is life and there is no death. <laughs> Woo! I'm so glad I can come in here and shout as loud as I want. Glory to God. In my pathway is life and there is no death. How about you? Is that your confession? In your pathway is what? In your pathway is life, not heart attacks. In your pathway is life, not cancer. In your pathway is life, not poverty. In your pathway is joy, not depression. In your pathway is peace. 
Come on, somebody. Not stress and worry. In your pathway is faith and not fear. Hallelujah. In my pathway is life and there is no death. For the law of the spirit of life, it makes you free. From law, sin, and death. And if you continue in my word, Jesus said, then are you my disciples indeed. In other words, you're a believer that's being matured. Then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. It's not necessarily hearing the truth that makes you free. It's knowing it for yourself. And it's acting upon it. And it's just a continuous feeding of God's word. Man will not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Sanctify them, Jesus prayed, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. This word has sanctifying power in it. Amen? So, praise is important. How many of you were here Sunday morning for the concert? I sang. <laughs> we're a little off key, but we sure had some fun. I listened to it last night while I was falling asleep. Put me right out. I think the Lord put me out of my misery so I wouldn't have to hear it. But praise is important, isn't it? I mean, it's real important. But praise is not your loin belt. Social gatherings at the church. Fellowships. Men's prayer breakfasts. Prayer is important. But prayer is not the loin belt. This is an important weapon of your warfare. And it is the most important piece of the armor that God has given us. Band, come back. You did such a good job tonight. Let's sing a little bit more. And so, how many of you want to walk... In this spiritual armor. So I exhort you to begin by taking up the word of God. And firmly affixing it into your life. Give God's word a central and dominant role in your life. Let it be your loin belt that holds up your entire life. Say it with me. The Bible. The word of God. Must be, be. the governing force force. in my life. life. The The say-so in my life. life. Quoting from the authority of the believer, Dad Hagen quotes John McMillan, and he says this, Here there there is the girdle of truth, which represents a clear understanding of God's word. Like a soldier's belt, it holds the rest of the armor in place. Now next Wednesday night, we're going to talk about the breastplate of righteousness. We're going to cover some things tonight. Let's all just stand up and just thank God for the word of God and for the spirit of God moving in our lives.